Thank you for listening to Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills. At Crossroads, our mission is to be the church by sharing and showing the love of Christ and inviting others to be recipients of Christ's love. Now, here is this week's message from Pastor Floyd Hughes. All right, good morning, Crossroads. Welcome to our live stream only uh, Sunday morning worship celebration. Due to the parking lot uh, not being plowed, not a lot of snow, but we wanted to keep everyone safe. Um, So we're live streaming only because there might be some ice underneath the little layers of snow outside. Um, That being said, uh, we do want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, and we also... Oops, there's a little bit of ringing on my microphone. Also want to share a couple of announcements with people um, as we get started. Uh, First and foremost, um, we want to start this morning by praying uh, for all those who may be dealing with difficulties or struggling this morning. Uh, This is going to be what we call our Blue Christmas Sunday celebration, where we kind of take some time and uh, talk to, minister to, and uh, pray for all of those people who may be dealing with difficulties over the holidays. Uh, So we ask you guys to join us in prayer. I'm going to ask you guys to bow your heads. God, we lift up all those people who may be hurting or struggling or dealing with difficulties This morning, we pray that your hand is upon them, uh, whether they be financial difficulties, emotional difficulties, uh, whether they be with um, just difficulties in trying to deal with the loss of loved ones over the holidays. We lift them up to you. Pray that you would bless them, be with them, strengthen them, uh, and pray that you would allow us to point them towards the hope that they can have in Jesus Christ. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. A couple of announcements really quick before we get started. First and foremost, uh, my clicker isn't clicking right, so give me a second here. Still not working. Still not working. Still not working. Okay, we're going to move on. Uh, first and foremost, I want to pray for uh, the offering. Uh, I know we're live streaming only, but I do want to take time to thank God for just how he has blessed us financially uh, over the past few days and weeks and throughout this year. Uh, so, God, we thank you for everyone that has donated, that has contributed, that has um, taken the time to provide resources to bless us. We pray that you would continue to allow us to be a blessing to you, allow us to be uh, a resource uh, that uses everything that you provide in order to be a blessing to your kingdom. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. All right, so I am still having technical difficulties with my clicker. Uh, So I'm going to ask you guys to ignore the slides and just allow me to uh, continue on. Uh, I do have a reminder that next week is Christmas morning, 
Uh, we'll be doing our Christmas Sunday celebration. Instead of doing it here, uh, we will be doing it from Wagner's Restaurant, uh, starting at, uh, I believe, 11.07 a.m. on Sunday morning from Wagner's Restaurant. And then, immediately following that, the Wagners are opening their restaurant to anyone that wants to come in and participate and join in uh, having a buffet Christmas meal that they are providing. Uh, and again, thank you to everyone that's donated to that, contributed to that, been in prayer for that event. And if you know of people that aren't on social media, maybe they haven't seen um, the event, they haven't heard about it on social media, feel free to either go talk to them or invite them or to bring them so that they can partake of the, uh, all of the technical difficulties. Can you guys still hear me? I hope so. Okay. Uh, so that they can partake of all of the Christmas celebration meal that they'll be having there uh, that morning. Also, uh, New Year's Day, um, we're probably going to just live stream that also because so many people are going to be out doing stuff New Year's Eve. And they're not going to show up on Sunday morning, so we're just going to live stream Sunday morning on New Year's Day. Hopefully that works for everyone. Uh, you'll still be able to participate. Just join us via the live stream from home. When you wake up, grab a cup of coffee, stay warm, stay comfortable, and just enjoy the Sunday celebration. All right, so I am going to jump into uh, this morning's message. hope you guys can bear with me. Uh, because I don't actually, uh, <laughs> so we have four people that joined us this morning <laughs> on the morning we decided to live stream only. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, I'm going to join, I'm going to, uh, walk through quickly some passages of scripture, uh, starting in Isaiah chapter nine, verse six. So Four of you guys that are in the room, if you want to grab a Bible, uh, all you guys who are watching at home, if you want to grab a Bible, uh, we're going to jump into Isaiah chapter 9. Uh, this is probably one of the most famous passages of Scripture when it comes to the birth of Jesus Christ. Um, a lot of people are familiar with it. Many people know it as a Christmas verse. But most people don't realize it was a verse that was used in order to provide hope to the people of Israel as they were dealing with some uncertainty. So in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Verse 7 says this, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom. And a lot of people don't get that the reason that Isaiah was writing this is because the nation was dealing with economic uncertainty. They were also dealing with a lot of uncertainty regarding uh, fear, regarding uh, a nation coming in, so political uncertainty and overtaking uh, the kingdom of Israel. And so what God did is he had Isaiah speak to them and point them to the birth of Christ 
in order to provide hope. And we read Isaiah chapter 9, but it actually goes back a little bit further. And it starts in Isaiah chapter 8. And in Isaiah chapter 8, verse 18, this is what it says. Isaiah said this to the people of Israel. He said, here am I and the children the Lord has given me. We are signs and symbols in Israel from the Lord Almighty who dwells on Mount Zion. And the reason he said this is because he was using physical signs as a way to encourage the people. He actually named his children uh, after things that God told him in order to be encouragement. One of the children, his first son he named Shir Jasheb, which means a remnant shall return. His second son, he named Mahashalal Hashbez, which means speedy, speedy to the prey. Each of them was a sign in order for God to show the people of Israel that, um, yes, even though you're struggling, even though you're dealing with difficulty, even though there's a lot going on and you're afraid, you're dealing with anxiety and you're dealing with depression, what God was trying to communicate to them was there is still hope I'm still going to be with you, and this is not the end. So even though people were struggling, uh, just like people are today, even though people were dealing with anxiety and uh, just hopelessness, just like they are today, God was using Isaiah to send them a message. And then in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 1, he says this, Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the Gentiles. Now, this is a verse that uh, Matthew records that Jesus used to fulfill scripture uh, when John the Baptist was in jail and he was facing hopelessness. He was facing uh, a life sentence. He was facing anxiety and depression and gloom. Jesus went and left and lived in Galilee, and it says by this same area, Zebulon and Naphtali, and he did it in order to be a physical sign to point back to this scripture. And the reason he wanted to point back to the scripture is the same reason Isaiah wanted to point people from this scripture is to point them towards the birth of Christ. Because the people needed hope, and they weren't seeing a physical uh, consequence coming that was going to resolve their situation. And so what Isaiah did is he pointed them towards the birth of Christ. The next verse, Isaiah said this. He said, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light of those living in the land of the shadow of death. A light has dawned. And he was talking again about Jesus Christ. And then the very next verse, even though their situation hadn't changed, even though they were still dealing with anxiety and depression and fear about what was going on in their nation, in verse 3 he said, You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. So even though their situation hadn't changed, the very next thing Isaiah told them was, hey, now that I've pointed you to Jesus Christ, you should be experiencing joy. 
in the same way that people experience joy when they win a great victory or when they win, in our day, the lottery. They didn't have lottery back then. Or receive a great abundance of money. That's the type of joy, he said, that you should be experiencing now. They were still in fear about their nation. They were still dealing with economic uh, uh, hardships and depression. But because he was able to point them to Jesus Christ, he was able to say, hey, now you should be experiencing joy. And he says in verse 4, for as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. And most people think that he's talking about that you've defeated the enemy. But this is the very next thing he said. The physical enemy they were facing was still there. There was still the threat of economic hardship. There was still the threat of a nation taking them over. Their circumstance hadn't changed, but he was able to point them to Jesus Christ and because of that, say that, hey, the true problem that you're dealing with, that's, that's sin, the sin in our life that causes us anxiety, causes us depression, causes us fear, because he was able to point them to Jesus Christ, he was able to say, hey, that's been done away with. And when the sin in our life is taken away, then it's a lot easier for us to, as we put our hope in Jesus Christ, even though our situation doesn't change, even though our economic situation may not change, even though the political landscape in our nation may not change, we're able to look to the birth of Jesus Christ and no longer have that anxiety, that fear, and that depression that overwhelms so many people. And then he jumps down and he says in verse 6, here's the reason why. The verse that we started with, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. And when he says this, for us a child is born and us a son is given, again, talking about the birth of Christ, he uses titles that we take for granted when he says that this child, Jesus Christ, born in a manger, when he's born, he's going to be called Wonderful Counselor. He's kind of alluding to that term that in the New Testament we use for the Holy Spirit. When he says that he will be called Mighty God, he's in essence saying that this child, born Jesus Christ, will be God. When he says that he will also be called um, Everlasting Father, he's alluding to the fact that uh, what we call this Trinity, the concept of God the Holy Spirit, God the Son, and God the Father, one God in three separate persons. And he's alluding to the fact that when we put our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ, then because of the Holy Spirit that God puts in us, everyone who steps across the line of faith, God says he puts his Holy Spirit in them as a sign of their eternal relationship with him. And because of that Holy Spirit, and because we're in a relationship with God the Father, because we put our faith in God the Son, then just like with Israel, even though our situation has not changed, 
even though we may still be looking at financial hardship, even though we may still be looking at political uncertainty, even though there's still a lot of anxiety and uh, just unresolved issues in our life, but because of our relationship with God, we don't have to have that stress. We don't have to have that anxiety. We don't have to have that depression. And in fact, we can instead have that spirit of hope looking to a God who loved us enough to send his son to be born in the flesh, to grow up, to die on the cross, to pay the penalty for our sins so that our hope would be in him, so that we could live a life free from sin, free from fear, free from anxiety, free from depression, free from all the things that were uh, um, keeping and holding down the people in Isaiah's day and all the same things that are holding down and keeping uh, a hold on the people in our day. And we've said this before many times. There are people today, even though we're looking at the holidays and Christmas and everyone's kind of either out shopping or right now, home drinking cocoa, or whatever they're doing, there's still a lot of people who are struggling because they're dealing with financial hardships. There's still a lot of people who are struggling because they're concerned about you know, our political status in our nation. There's still a lot of people struggling because uh, during the holidays, maybe this is a time of the year where they've lost a loved one, and it's a hard time for them to remember and look back on. There's still a lot of people that are struggling just because they don't have anyone to spend Christmas with. Maybe they ended a relationship or uh, haven't found a new one. Or maybe they're just apart from their family. And this is that time of the year when anxiety increases, depression increases, the number of suicides in our country increases. But this is also the time of the year where we, uh, if we have that relationship, with God, can be a source of hope to all of those people, not by beating them over the head with the Bible, not by trying to drag them into our Sunday celebration buildings, but by just showing up and pointing them towards the hope that they can have in Jesus Christ, by letting them know that there is a God who loved them enough to send his son to die on the cross for them, to pay the penalty for their sins and to let them know that that's what we celebrate at Christmas. So I'm going to ask us to pray again for all the people who are struggling at this time of the year, uh, and then a couple of reminders before we uh, wind down. God, we thank you so much for uh, just the love that you continue to show to us. We thank you that despite the sin that may be present in our life, that you loved us enough to send your son to die on the cross for us. That you loved us enough that in spite of our sin, you still want to include us, want us to be a part of your family. And we pray that for all those people out there who are struggling, whether it be because of economic hardship, whether it be because of a, a, a relational situation, uh, maybe they lost a job, maybe they lost a loved one, Maybe they're just seeing hopelessness in their life, in their community, and in their nation. We pray that you would allow us to do the same thing that you did for us, to step into their lives and to show them the love of Christ, to be there for them, to encourage them, to support them, 
and to let them know that there is a God who loves them. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, And just a quick reminder that next week, we're going to live stream from Wagner's Restaurant. That's where we'll do our Christmas morning Sunday celebration. And then on New Year's Day, we're going to just live stream from here. Actually, I may be live streaming from somewhere else. haven't figured that out yet. But thank you guys for joining us. Uh, and I apologize to you guys who didn't get the notice and showed up anyway. But thank you for coming in. I pray that you guys have an awesome rest of your Sunday. And uh, have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.